You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi, it's Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen, and welcome back. This is episode two of a special podcast series that's focusing on how to become known as an authority in your field and industry thought leader. If you haven't had the opportunity to listen to episode one, where I spoke about five key foundations to stand out from the crowd and being seen as an authority in your field, go to annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series. That's annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series. There's also a number of resources I've included in the series as you continue to build your thought leadership. In episode two, which is this episode, I'm going to be speaking about five common barriers that'll keep you stuck from becoming known as an authority in your field. Episode three, I'll be speaking about the system, program and process that'll enable you to turn increased influence and impact into significant income. And I've got a bonus episode where I'll be sharing three key strategies to cut through the noise and nurture prospects into paying customers with your Thought Leader podcast series. And I've titled that From Podcast Listener to Lead. Let's dive into today's topic, five common barriers that'll keep you stuck from becoming known as an authority in your field. I'll list them, then I'm going to dive deeper into each. Barrier number one is lack of clarity and certainty. Barrier number two is lack of focus and consistency. Barrier number three is comparison syndrome. Barrier number four is imposter syndrome. And barrier number five is tall poppy syndrome. So let's dive a little bit deeper into the first common barrier, lack of clarity and certainty. Now, when you have a lack of clarity about your message and what you stand for, uh, what impact you want to make in the world, and the area around where you want to build your thought leadership, that lack of clarity and certainty, it's going to keep you stuck. And here's what typically happens when you do lack clarity and certainty, especially when it comes to sharing your message and building a strong voice in your area of expertise. You try and emulate what other successful people are doing. So you try and copy them. And I recently tweeted, want to build a strong brand? Authenticity and integrity are vital. Don't try to be something you're not. It'll show. Now, remember, when I refer to the word brand, I'm referring to your reputation. I'm referring to what other people instantly think when your brand name is mentioned. And to put this into context, picture this. One of your competitors, and by the way, when I say the word competitor, I do say that loosely because I'm a firm believer there is so much business in the world. And if you're struggling, it means you really do need to um, uniquely identify what distinguishes you so that you can build that strong brand. And of course, I talk about that in episode one. But in this instance, one of your competitors has a charismatic 
yet controversial style, and she's known for dropping a few colourful words when voicing her opinion. She's all about shaking things up and destroying the status quo. If she doesn't like something, well, she's going to tell you in her usually powerful and edgy manner. Now, by the way, all of these qualities and characteristics that I've just mentioned, they are from the Maverick archetype. And I use a branding with archetype system when working with my clients and they're going through the branding process. Now, back to this competitor, she's got a large following on social media. Uh, they love her work. Her business is thriving. And, you know, seeing all of her success and achievements, you try and emulate these qualities and approach in your business. But guess what? It's exhausting. It feels awkward. And despite your efforts, you're just not attracting anywhere near the results that you had hoped for. In fact, you still feel like you're the world's best kept secret and you're feeling miserable and frustrated. Well, no wonder because trying to be someone that you're not takes an enormous amount of energy. And more importantly, it's not the real you that's showing up in your business. So of course it feels unnatural, it feels awkward. And I asked a question in my article, personal branding, is authenticity really important? And I answered it by saying, yes, authenticity is crucial, especially when it comes to your brand. That's why when I take my clients through my branding programs, I ask them over 50 insightful questions about themselves to uncover their unique gifts, their traits, their characteristics, their likes, their dislikes, because nothing speaks louder and more powerfully than when you give yourself permission to show up as you in your business. So take the time you need, get the support you need to help get that clarity and certainty so that you know exactly what it is you're making a stand for, the key message you want to share, and the area you want to become known as an authority in, that industry thought leader. So what else happens when you lack clarity and certainty? Well, what can often happen is you start to listen to the advice of others. Now, despite their best of intentions to provide you with sound branding advice and how to distinguish your services from all of your competitors, it is impossible for anyone to truly understand your vision, your values, your core beliefs. You know, these are the things that you stand for. It's at the core of who you are and one of the many aspects you need to identify as you work through the branding process. Now, I've been a personal branding strategist for well over two decades. I've helped more clients than I can count over that time define and build that distinctive signature brand for their business. However, in all of those years, never have I told a client what they should be doing with their brands and how they should act, what they should say or what their brand attributes or strength or brand voice or their brand story should be. And going through the branding process should involve clarifying essential information about you. What's unique about you, your brand, not what I or what anyone else for that matter believes that you should be. You know, I have my own set of core values and beliefs and these can cloud a client's what I call true essence, what makes them uniquely them, which is why I'll never tell someone what they should be. Rather, what I'll do is I'll ask the right questions. I'll present them with the right tools, 
to help them clarify information that will eventually become part of their own influential signature brand. So when working on identifying key elements for your brand, make sure that whatever you incorporate into your brand is uniquely you, resonates with who you are and what you stand for and not what someone else has told you how to be. All right, what else happens when you lack clarity and certainty? Well, what can sometimes happen is you work on all of your external brand touch points and not the core elements of your brand. So what do I mean by that? Well, your brand process or the brand process must start with you. The core of your brand must reflect vital elements such as your mission, your values, your purpose, your unique characteristics, your key factors that drive you forward with immense passion and why you've chosen the work you do with your clients because that's going to influence your signature brand and how you will continue to show up in the world. As Jim Signorelli outlines in his story branding videos, The branding process should start with identifying the inner layers of your brand. It's that why you do what you do. It's the cause that you're trying to promote. And once you've identified those core elements, then you can start to work on the outer layers of your brand, such as your logo, your brochures, your designs and other brand touch points. So you need to start with the core elements of your brand first, because they determine how you express your brand uh, with the outer layers. And then you move, of course, once you've gotten clear on the core elements, then you can move to those outer layers of your brand. Now, for me, taking the time to work on all of these areas made a significant difference in my business. Having that distinctive signature brand has enabled me to get immense clarity and focus. And subsequently, this is what I've been able to do and my clients are able to do too. Number one, position myself as an expert. Number two, charge a higher fee due to increased perceived value because there is that value, but clients or prospective clients can perceive that because they can understand that. Number three, create a powerful, clear and consistent message. Number four, I've been able to attract my ideal client. Number five, create a unique brand story that's difficult to copy. And by defining and building a distinctive signature brand, you're going to achieve these things too. Now, just on the the point of creating a unique brand story that's difficult to copy, when you blend all of those unique elements of what makes you, you, your story, your background, your history, the challenges that you've overcome, all of the other things that I've mentioned, when you blend them together and share them in your story, no one can copy that because no one has has those exact um, aspects that they can incorporate. They don't have the background that you have had. They don't have the challenges mixed in or integrated with who you are and how you show up. That's why it's really important to take the time to get clear. All right, let's dive a little bit deeper into the second common barrier, which is lack of focus and consistency. Now, to build authority and your reputation as an industry thought leader, it takes time and it requires focus. It requires consistency. However, if you try and rush the process or you lack focus on that niche, you can prevent yourself from being seen as an authority in your field. Now, there was an article on Forbes and I'm quoting, they lack the appropriate 
expertise. What these firms need to do is focus on those areas where they are strong and there are indeed niches where they are expert. Don't spend time researching or have self-doubt or the lack of self-worth and understanding about what makes you unique. Stop you from seeing where your gifts are, where your talents are, where your expertise is. So what will often happen is you become known as that jack of all trades and a master of none. And I'm sure that's a saying that you are familiar with. And as an example, you may be a coach and one day you're speaking about life coaching and you're helping people all about finding out what their purpose is in life. And then the next time you go to that networking event with the same people, you share your message where you're talking about you, you help people lose weight. And the next time they hear you, you're speaking about helping people build their self-confidence. And I'm sure you've, you've heard this before, where someone, each time you hear them speak, there's no common theme, there's no focus there, but rather it seems very scattered, like that jack of all trades or the jill of all trades. Their message and their actions are not focused and they're not consistent. So how do you ensure that you are focused? How do you ensure that you're consistent in who you are and the information that you continue to share so that you can become known as that authority in your field, that industry thought leader that your ideal client feels compelled to work with when they're ready to make a decision. Well, firstly, as mentioned, go back to episode one of this series because you need to be really clear about who you are, your message, what you stand for, and your niche. I go a lot, lot deeper into both of those areas. And then by ensuring you incorporate your signature brand and message in everything that you do. So go back and listen to episode one, where I share what you have to focus on, and then um, start to bring that to life, start to express that across everything that you do. Because everything you do, everything you say, speaks your brand, and is going to build your reputation. So let me ask you, are you sending a consistent message that resonates with your ideal client? Because you need to be showing up and sharing your message consistently, daily. And there are so many ways that you can show up daily by repurposing content and having a team even to support you. Now, here are just some ways that you could exude. So bring that brand voice out into the marketplace through Twitter, through tweets, through program titles. You can uniquely use words that capture the essence, the character, the experience of your unique brand. Uh, Facebook uh, lies, fa Facebook posts, articles, blog posts, emails, your slogan or your tagline, your introduction in your bio, even your domain name, your company name your videos, your audios, and of course, if you've got a podcast too. And ensuring your brand voice and your message shows up consistently across all of your communications is going to help you build what I say, a level of credibility and hireability so that when your ideal client is ready to move forward, guess what? You are the person that he or she wants to work with. So very important because when you build that strong, influential brand voice, that consistent, influential brand voice and message, it's going to connect with your ideal client. All right, let's dive deeper into the next common barrier, which is comparison syndrome. Yes, other people may be speaking about the exact same thing as you, the same topic, the same passion uh, for the topic that you're speaking about. However, 
Despite this, you can still be seen as an authority if you continue to provide value in the content you share specifically for your ideal client and you're very clear on your signature brand. Now, I wonder, have you ever looked at what someone else was doing in his or her business and you felt envious? Maybe she's magnetic and the information she shares, wow, that's always so spot on. The level of engagement on her blog and social media platforms, that's something that you've dreamed about for as long as you can remember. Now go on, be honest. Now I certainly can when I was just starting out in my career business because back then I had no idea about branding the key foundations that I had to put into place in order to really uh, build my own unique space in the market. And here were all these amazing women making a real mark in the industry and they were generating amazing results, even though they had similar qualifications and offered similar services to me. And I used to think, how are they doing that? What were they doing that I wasn't? Now, thankfully, I was able to put those unhelpful feelings aside and I invested in a business coach and a mentor for ongoing personal development. And my coach kept me focused on my goals looking forward to my goals and my dreams rather than constantly looking sideways this way and that way, getting distracted by what everyone else was doing. And before long, I had built a strong reputation in the industry. I'd won several international awards and had other consultants who were new to the industry contact me for advice and support. And guess what? Whether you believe it or not yet, you can experience this as well. You too can build a level of credibility and celebrity even within your industry, become known as that go-to person if you have the right foundations in place and keep focused on your goals. The only person that's stopping you from achieving this is you, especially when you're constantly comparing yourself to what other people are doing and you're not focused and working on the right activities in your business. Constant comparison will keep you stuck. Now, I'm not talking about the comparison that you do when you're doing a little bit of market research as part of maybe business planning or you know, identifying that distinguishing factor so that you can distinguish yourself in the marketplace. What I'm talking about is continuous visits to their website, stalking their you know, Facebook business page or blog or scanning their newsletters, reading their Twitter posts, watching conversations that they're having with their community and thinking, I'll never be as good as she is. This type of comparison, it's soul destroying, it's exhausting and it can and will cripple your business's growth. Why? Because it stops you from working on all of the important things in your business that will help drive you forward. So what should you be focusing on? Well, the core business foundations, which I've mentioned earlier in episode one, and everything that I'm sharing in this podcast series. Because when you work on getting these key foundations in place, you too will build an influential presence. You'll continue to create and share content that you know your ideal client is going to love and want to look forward to, to getting. And you'll continue to build a powerful and unique, distinguished presence in the marketplace that will continue to attract the attention of your ideal client. So it's all up to you and what you decide to focus on. Let's have a look 
a little bit more deeply into the next common barrier, which is imposter syndrome. Now, according to Wikipedia, imposter syndrome is also known as imposter phenomenon, uh, imposterism, fraud syndrome, or the imposter experience. Now, imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Now, if you can relate to imposter syndrome, and I think we all can at various stages of our career and business journey, but you're not alone because studies have shown that up to 70% of people have experienced imposter syndrome. So you're not alone. And in an article on psychology today, written by Dr. Denise Cummins, here's what she says. The telltale sign of imposter syndrome is a disconnect between perceived and actual performance. Imposters have ample objective evidence that they are doing well. Good performance reports, promotion history, grades, etc. Yet they feel that somehow they've been faking it or skating along on thin ice. Any minute now, they're going to be unmasked and revealed to be a fraud. Imposter syndrome has been studied by researchers for over three decades. One striking characteristic of the syndrome is that although imposters crave acknowledgement and praise for their accomplishments, they do not feel comfortable when they receive it. Instead, praise makes them feel anxious because they secretly feel they don't deserve it. After all, they think I'm just faking it, unlike everyone else here who seems to know what they're doing. Now, I'm going to leave a link to the article uh, in the transcript so that you can go and read it for yourself. It's got some really good stuff in it, Um, really interesting and helpful information. I love the way that the article, this phrase that I pulled out of the article and shared with you, said, after all, they think I'm just faking it, unlike everyone else here who seems to know what they're doing. What that person who feels like they are an imposter doesn't realize is that probably many of the people who they admire in the workplace or even people admire in business are probably experiencing the exact same thing. So everyone's kind of feeling a little bit like an imposter, but they're not and you're not either. Now, I have written something quite some time ago. Um, which I'm, I'm hoping that you'll find helpful if you're struggling with imposter syndrome. Um, I wrote it when I was asked to present a keynote at a business women's conference about how to build your thought leadership with a podcast. And a few minutes into my presentation, I actually asked each person to answer honestly if they felt a little bit uncomfortable when they thought of themselves as a thought leader. And almost everyone put up their hands, which surprised me because most of the women had also been invited to speak. These were the women that were sitting in the audience that had raised their hand. Most of those women were also speaking throughout the day. And therefore, each of those women must have been recognized for the value that they would be delivering by the event coordinator. And I knew who they were. And each of them delivered real value to their community. And those women who had already spoken had provided incredible value to me and everyone else who was attending that conference. Yet they all admitted that they struggled with the same thing. They doubted they were worthy of building their reputation as a thought leader in their industry. And it reminded me of something that I shared a while ago, which I want to share with you today. And especially if you're thinking, there's just no way that I can even hope to position myself 
as a thought leader, an industry thought leader. So here's what I want to share with you. Doubts kill more dreams than failure ever will, which sadly I believe is so true because doubt can lead us to question whether our skills and strengths are enough, whether we have what it takes to be successful, whether people will be interested in what we have to say, and whether people will criticize and judge us when we dare to share our message or you fill in the blank. But here's the thing, doubt is a liar and only can kill your dream if you let it. So don't let it. And the next time that seed of doubt or imposter syndrome raises her ugly head, tell her to stop. You can do this. You do have the skills and the strengths. Your ideal client wants and needs to hear your message. And while it may take you a little longer than you had hoped it would, you will achieve your dreams of impacting the world with your message if you go out and share it. So remind yourself of everything you've been through, the courses you've attended, the experience you've gained, the knowledge you've gained, the people and clients you've helped, and the challenges that you've had to battle through to get you to where you are now. That, that is what gives you the absolute authority to stand with integrity, to stand with integrity, to share your message because your ideal client needs to hear you. Now go do. Yes? Yes. Ah, okay, I will now get off my pedestal. But this message is so important. My friend, you have a level of expertise and message and signature system and programs that your ideal client needs, desperately needs, and does not yet know exists and won't know exists if you're not out there sharing your message. So go share. All right, let's dive a little bit deeper into the common barrier, tall poppy syndrome. Now, for those of you who may not be familiar with the saying, Wikipedia describes the tall poppy syndrome as a social phenomenon in which people of genuine merit are resented, they're attacked, cut down or criticized because of their talents or achievements because they elevate them above or distinguish them from their peers. Now, as you continue to grow your business, increase your credibility and build that reputation within your field, not only will you capture the attention of your potential prospects and clients, you're going to be noticed by your competitors and other people in your circle. And unfortunately, some of these people may not always have your best interests at heart. In fact, you may find that they try to hinder your progress through a direct attack on you personally and your work, or they'll try to drag you down with critical, you know, naysayer comments or even actions. Now, I'm not talking about constructive criticism where someone's trying to offer you advice with really good intentions because they want to see you grow and they want to see you prosper. I'm referring to the vindictive comments that are coming from a place of do or die competitiveness or out of spite and envy with the sole intent on tarnishing your credibility or keeping you down. I've written a number of articles on tall poppy syndrome and I remember reaching out to my social network and asking them whether any of them had been a victim of tall poppy syndrome and sadly many people could relate to this. But one woman found herself without a job after she had exposed several things to upper management that needed to be brought to their attention. Apparently, her supervisor didn't appreciate 
her new rise to fame and quickly saw to it that she was removed. Now, a few years later, she opened her own business and she was frequently told by people in her community that she'd never achieved the goals that she had set herself. So if, like this woman, you too have someone who's going out of your way to attack, to cut down or to criticize you, what are you going to do? Are you going to come out fighting? Should you retaliate and serve them back some of their medicine? You know, tit for tat. Or should you simply just ignore them and hope they'll go away? Whatever you decide, I believe it's important to hold true to your integrity and your honor so that you can continue to hold your head up high with confidence. And here are three tips to consider if you ever find yourself at the receiving end of tall poppy syndrome. Number one, don't stoop to their level. I think the most important thing to do is to avoid retaliation where you come out fighting, throwing negative comments back at them. I know sometimes it's really hard to do, especially if you've got a little bit of sarcasm, a little quirkiness that you could come back with something and really put that other person back in in their tracks. But, you know, stooping to their level and serving them up a spoonful of their own medicine will only serve to take your attention, your energy, your focus away from what you should be focusing on, which is to continue the great work that you're doing. Let the great works that you're doing, the testimonials from your clients, when, you know, people that you know in your close circle and your community start to rave about you because, you know, of the integrity, the level of integrity and expertise that you bring to the table. Let them uh, speak on your behalf. Now, here's an action step for you. Don't get caught up in anger frustration or retaliation. You're worth so much more than that. Rather, let your light shine brightly and continue to bring your message out into the world so that you can carry on helping people who you know you are meant to serve. Number two, it's not about you. Realize that. It's important to realize that their remarks really have nothing to do with you and the work that you're doing, but rather everything to do with them and maybe their inability to achieve their own successes. It's their stuff, their own issues, their own lack of self-worth or even self-belief. This has got nothing to do with you. So here's another action step to help you. Remind yourself of your mission, your purpose, and the people that you are here to serve. Listening to the naysayers and critics will only delay you from achieving your bigger mission. So move on. And lastly, surround yourself with supportive people. Do you feel physically and emotionally drained after being in someone's company where you've listened to all of their negative remarks? Being in the company of these naysayers and critics will impact your outcomes. Are the people you associate with constantly telling you why something can't be done or why your plans are impossible to achieve? Well, maybe that's true for them. Are you going to let this person's inability to reach their goals affect you from reaching yours? I certainly hope not. So here's another action step for you. Surround yourself with supportive people, people who will continue to encourage you to be the best you can be and who will celebrate alongside you as you continue to move from success to success. The important thing to remember is to hold true to who you are and the work you do. Keep your eyes fixed firmly on your goals and to build a community of like-minded people 
that will continue to inspire you, that will continue to uplift you as you continue your business growth journey and even personal journey. Well, that brings us to the end of episode two. I cannot wait to share more in episode three, the system, program and process that'll enable you to turn increased influence and impact into significant income. Remember, you can access the entire podcast series along with the Are You Ready to Launch Your Thought Leader Quiz and other resources that I've added for you at www.annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series. That's annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Want to learn how to leverage your expertise, monetize your message, while become known as an authority in your field? Access our free Industry Thought Leader Podcast series to show you how at www.annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series. That's annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series.